0: Hey there, Yate. Happy Father's Day. This is Kelvin. This is episode 19 of Res Metal Podcast, and I was fortunate to talk to members of Testify. Testify are a heavy metal band out of Theroux, New Mexico area. I spoke to Darius Yazi, who's the vocalist and lead guitarist, Edmund Yazzie, who's the drummer, and David Kinsel on rhythm guitar. This was really fun and interesting conversation, mostly hearing about the band's history and also from Edmund Yazi, who is a Navajo Nation chapter delegate for Church Rock, Ian Bateau, Mariano Lake, Pinedale, Smith Lake, and Tharoo chapters. Uh, for those who are not aware of uh, a council delegate, uh, a council delegate uh, are elected members to the Navajo Nation Council. They represent their uh, home community. and you know delegates, they meet as part of the Navajo Nation government and discuss discuss issues and uh, legislation of the Navo Nation. So really thankful to have Edmund Yazi on. Um, so for those who aren't familiar with uh, Testify, I'm gonna play a couple of song clips from uh, from the band. it's the song uh, rage and it's from their album rise above i'm going to play another clip from them this is codes of honor back. a song recognizing the Navajo co talkers. So yeah, all right. I'm going to play my, uh, talk with testify. So check it out. Uh, so I am here with, uh, Ben testify, um, and the members Darius Yazzie, uh, Edmund Yazzie and David Kinsel. Um, we weren't able to get Ruben, uh, Ruben Begay on. But, um, we'll just go ahead and, um, you know, just kind of talk. Um, but first let's kind of just introduce everyone to all the listeners. So, uh, I guess we
1: can start with Darius. Um, my name is Darius Yazzie. I play lead guitar, do lead vocals for testify. Yeah. And then, um,
2: Edmund, how about Edmund? And.
3: and um it's good to be on online so um uh, the drummer (laughs) okay how
0: about david how about you
3: hello
4: everyone my name is david kensel play rhythm guitar and do backup vocals
0: spoke with various uh not too long ago on another like interview with winter but in case people didn't hear that um Could you kind of just talk about kind of when and where, and kind of how Testify began, and kind of what inspired uh, the formation of Testify?
1: I guess we can start with Darius. Uh, Yeah, Testify started back in 2011, I want to say. Started with my dad and I, and you know, we um, just started jamming. I, my dad and I we were previously in another group called shadow remain um and you know as bands go, you kind of get different um how would you say different um uh, views of music and you know you kind of wanna just do something different so you know um my dad and i we we left the band shadow remain, we formed testify, we had a young kid on guitar. Um, named Skyler Reader for probably about three years, I want to say, and um, you know he, he wanted to do his own thing, and you know that that was fine with us. Um, he went on to form Fatal Corruption out of Gallup, New Mexico, and he's still with that group. And um, then we can we have David that joined the group, and uh, what year was that, David? I think it was uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah, twenty thirteen. So David joined and um you know and david's been with us since and uh we we've just been going at it for a while and you know it's something that we love to do um as a band as a group you know there's been times to where we thought about you know maybe hanging it up or you know taking a pause for a couple years but um we get restless as as well as i can imagine everyone else that music scene you know we get really restless and being stuck in this this quarantine with covid and all you know we've been still jamming um safely of course but you know um that's pretty much how the group started and you know we're, we're we're proud to still be here
0: nice hey edmund how how was what was your reaction when or what was it like when um when uh you and Darius first started, were you guys playing music for a while
2: or
3: well um i I hope you guys can hear me all um you know as far as for me, you know just being on you know i will just say my age i don't i don't really mind you know i'm i'm fifty two years old, <laughs> and um music has always been in my life um and, um, you know, my late mom and dad, you know, bought me in my first kit when I was um, 11 years old and i have been playing, um, trap parts in the Rehoboth um, high school band, but my love for metal music has always been there. And as I got a little bit older, which is around what the twenties. And, um, I played a lot of country bands that um, would hire me side gigs. I mean uh, it was good that was my only time to play um they they would the bands would used to sneak me in the bars you know and they would tell me that I'm not there to drink but just to play songs and you know and know all the country songs the the shuffling of the cowboy boots of the dancers and so then I, I ended up going to work and um I thought myself that that um you know I ended up going into law enforcement and you know i thought that being a cop well i don't have much time for this but you know i i i still play and um i i know i was a police officer in Raymond and i heard this country ben and i was listening and you know and i was—I just introduced myself to the guys i don't know the band name but you know and i said hey can i play at least one song and we played to clint black and you know it was pretty fun but i th- then you know i always wanted to play in a, a rock band and my growing up was with iron maiden and you know um um the Saxon and Judas Priest that that's of course how I grew up in and um and then got married and then we had Darius and you know and I played in the metal band when I back in Gallup they were called Rage <laughs> and it was good we had good gigs i mean and um Edwin Yazi and erickson Yazi um um Edwin retired from the Gallup PD and he found out I used to play drums when I was with the sheriff's department, and he asked, "Hey, can can you play with us?" And I remember we played um, um, Ozzy, um, and um, and he was and I it was no problem for me. And I, Darius was small, just a little kid, you know. Then he went with me, and um, then we had a few gigs in Gallup. And then um, as time went by, Darius we bought him guitars. I wanted him to play drums, but. You know, he took the adventure of playing guitar and, and, um, my wife and I were just sitting um after dinner and I heard Darius play uh green middle leashy by Judas Priest. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, Oh my heck David boy, I see you. But anyway, um, I was so surprised that I heard, um, you know, uh uh, Green Middle East by Judas Priest. And I said, Darius, you need to start your own group, man. And, um, I said, you know, I still can play, you know, so that's where he took the initiative and that's where we're at right now. But a lot of it was taking Darius to Metallica and my wife and I, and, you know, and, um, and all these Ted Nugent, we saw, uh, Ted Nugent, we saw Eddie Money, you know, the late Eddie Money. And that's where, you know, he, I, it, it, uh, took off for Darius and I'm still playing Kevin. And, and, um, although my hearing's not the best, but I blame that on metal, but, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm still playing just now. I have to stretch out, drink more water and, and, uh, and just, you know, keeping up with the boys. So anyhow, that's how all it started for me. Okay.
0: So it sounds like, uh, drums was, uh, something you started early on and. Um, how about you, Darius and, uh, David, when, how old were you
1: guys when you first started playing instruments? Okay. For me, um, I started playing maybe around 10, 12. <laughs> um, my dad, I remember he got me my first drum kit. It was a real basic, um, drum kit. And I didn't really take to it cause it wasn't my thing, I guess couldn't really get it down and I took more interest into guitar. So yeah, probably when I was about maybe seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, I, I started taking lessons and, um, learned a lot of Metallica, you know, and from watching the concert videos, you know, back then we didn't have uh, UltimateGuitar.com ultimate to where you could just look up the tabs, you know, um, if you want to learn it. Well, for me, if, if I wanted to learn a song, you know, I had to watch it um live either on MTV I remember when they used to do fuse used to show um headbangers ball and all that and you know for me if I wanted to learn something I'd pause it rewind it and then just keep playing it over and over till I would see you know where the guitar player's fingers were on the fretboard and figure it out so that was roughly about I'd say I started taking it a little bit more seriously around you know 12 years old how about you David uh,
4: I was 14. The summer after I turned 14, my both of my parents they got me a guitar and amp, uh, Ibanez and a Marshall practice amp, and pretty fortunate, you know, uh, to get an Ibanez as my first guitar. And it just took my love for the music to the next level after I got my first instrument. And And there's been a couple times throughout high school where I borrowed a couple of tabs books from a uh, Darius and just that's how I learned. So never really had a teacher, I guess you could say. And that's, I guess, how it started. Yeah,
0: It sounds like, uh, Edmund and Darius kind of bonded over like Metallica and Judas priest, but what was your Exposure to heavy music, uh, David.
4: Oh man. Uh, I think I was eight or nine. My older sister, she used to come home from college on weekends and she got me my very first CD and that CD was hybrid theory by Lincoln park. And that was just my first taste of rock music. And even though it was alternative rock, it was a uh, start of something for me. And I would just listen to other bands like them, like Korn, Mudvayne, Godsmack. And when I got older, I just discovered more uh, metal bands from the 80s and from the 2000s. So that's how I got into uh, metal music. Nice. Yeah, no, that's cool
0: that, uh, you know, uh, Darius, you got exposed to... Metallica early on, like my parents mostly listened to country. And so my first exposure to Metallica was the mission impossible Two soundtrack. I don't know if you remember the music video where oh, they're like in Monument Valley, um, yeah, I think, yeah I was, that was like my first taste of Metallica. And then I kind of had to work backwards from there. I didn't realize they were like a, uh, like a heavy thrash band until like years later, I was just, I just figured they were just like a, like a hard rock band. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I just, um, actually, just a couple of days ago, I just finished reading this uh, Res Metal book. And, um, (laughs) yeah, they uh, mentioned Testify uh, a lot in it. Um, uh, I was just wondering if you guys, if they ever asked you, or if they, like, kind of went into any more in-depth into, like, the relationship between, like, heavy metal and like native American communities personally, I think it's just that, you know, with like native Americans and like heavy metal fans, uh, both are kind of like, just not mainstream. And, you know, a lot of just a lot of stereotypes uh, amongst the two. And just, I think just being like seen as an outsider in general kind of always drew me towards heavy music, but I was curious about,
1: uh, what you guys thought. Um, I'm going to start with Darius. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, when, well, I knew in high school, you know, there, there were metal bands out there, you know, such as Drazzle, Creeping Puppets, uh, Bloodline, um, you know, so many bands, but it seemed like it wasn't as big as it is now. Um, now, you know, we, it seems that we're finally, getting noticed as a a genre, um, you know, you know, like that book title is, you know, res metal. And I've, I've seen that term come up on YouTube, you know, uh, Facebook, all all the social sites from people, um, in other States, you know, they want to know what res metal is. And it seems within these past few years, it's been finally noticed that, you know, Hey, there's a, uh, native american tribe navajo tribe that you know has metal bands it's not all just country it's not just um you know they, i i feel like it's been over we've been overlooked and now we're finally getting noticed um bands have are finally coming through you know big national bands such as you know devil driver came to Winderock, rock uh, mushroom head you know they've come came to gallop and Winder rock uh, Jamie Josta from hate breed, you know, he's done a, a few things out on the res and, um, you know, it's a Testament anthrax, you know, they, they've stopped in Winter rock and it's finally becoming uh, a deal to where I, I see we're finally being noticed and we have a name or not a name, but we, we have to put ourselves out there in the right way because, uh, um, um. crazy wild indians you know all the who drink and party <laughs> you know that's not what we're about we're, we're here for the music and the music speaks for itself and it shows if you take that music seriously it'll, it'll go places and you know that book i have yet to read the book uh, david actually showed it to me earlier this week and um the guy that wrote the book ash um i can't remember his full name but um we call him ash you know he contacted us uh, a few years ago and you know he he wanted he took interest in what we were doing and what other bands are doing so you know i'm glad to see that uh you know everything is finally being put out to what what he was here for so you know that's that's how i see it you know in shorter terms we're we're being noticed we're finally being noticed for um you know, that we can also play metal too, as Native Americans, not just Navajos, but, you know, Zunis and Acomas and everyone.
0: Yeah. Um, in the book, uh, Edmund, they, um, mentioned kind of like your role as a Navajo Nation, uh, delegate. Um, I was wondering, um, well, first off, uh, for those listeners who don't know, um, Kind of what's, what, what is uh, your role as a Navajo Nation delegate? And then, um, w- were you, uh, an advocate for getting bands like the corn and anthrax and Testament to the Navajo Nation fair uh, a couple years ago?
3: Well, um, my role as a council delegate, um, I, I represent, um, you know, Theroux, Smith Lake, Marianna Lake, Pinedale, Church Rock and Yambato on the Eastern agency side. And um this is my fourth term on the council. And so um you know, I, I've always, you know, with the fairs I I really hardly go to the Novel Nation Fairs even as a delegate. And um and I've always um you know um always thought, you know, we always have good country bands that come, you know, to the fairs and I remember going you know, before the resource committee who oversees the the fair committee. And I I, I mentioned this and I said, you know, for the young people, we we need some metal music, you know, um, bands to come in. And I've served under four different presidents and um, it was uh, President um, Ben Shelley um, that said, well, you know, how do we get these metal bands? And I said, well, you, you got to call their booking agents. And and so, and the young kids will like it, not only young, but, you know, people that have a love for metal music. And to my surprise, um, myself, and I remember Alton Shepard, he used to be a delegate for the Ganado chapter. Um, and we got a call and said that it's been confirmed that corn is coming. And I'd bow you know, freaked out and I was really glad. And that carried on, um, you know, and um, then Russell Begay became the president and that's where um, Anthrax came in. And that's where um, Testament came in. They actually, what the, ca- um, the council, um, the past council worked with the staff to start booking these bands and so and it then the the dream became a reality, and just looking at the fans' response, you know, like anthrax and testament and corn, and um you know, was really quite an experience you know before I you know hang up my counsel, I would tease my family and and you know m- my wife, you know, who's been a big supporter of Darius and the band too as well, Ray. Um, I said, I'm going to bring Metallica down. (laughs) And, um, I, before this pandemic started and, you know, I was working with the staff and we actually got emails from, um, the booking agent of Metallica and we got, uh, emails from, um, Iron Maiden, both of them, Iron Maiden, you know, responded saying that they would be interested, but you know, um, um, you know, um, um, that's not within our tour, Dates, But just to see the Iron Maiden response was really um, something else. And then Metallica responded back, too, as well. And I know Metallica um, knows that when they come to Albuquerque or Phoenix or Salt Lake, they they know that, much, not majority, but there's a large amount of Native American fans that go to their shows. And um, they responded back in the works um and who knows you know before this year i know the fair is going on and you know and and i'm i'm you know in contact with staff and and let's see who out to, we, we could book but this pandemic really slowed things down and so i don't know if we're going to have a, a metal band this year but i know for sure next year we can um, you know might have a big act coming in so anyhow um, That's how it all started on the metal scene for the Navajo Nation. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I'm like kind of just really. uh, I'm just in awe that you know you're able to yeah. uh, advocate for the metal fans for the tribe or Nap- for Navajo Nation. I mean, mm-hmm. one band I would always
3: think about would be like Lamb of God. I think Lamb of God would be. Like oh, <laughs> yeah, you just, read my mind. Um, I um when this pandemic started, I mean, it's funny, back to the council, not this council, but the last council, you know, I would, um, you know, people didn't realize my colleagues from the last council that, you know, about Judas Priest and, um, Iron Maiden and, um, you know, and, um, and then some of the delegates, you know, throwing their devil signs, uh, an elder that, that really thought, wow, we're, we're really, you know, getting the music out there. Um, You know, to have an elder council delegate give me the, you know, Ronnie James Devil sign, you know, was pretty cool. Gave it back to him too as well. But, you know, it's, um, you know, hopefully, you know, um, I was talking to um, uh, the novel police chief and, you know, and he goes, sir, if you get another big band, give us a big, you know, uh, advance so we can be ready. And uh, But everything went out smooth with anthrax and testament and corn, because I know a lot of people said, oh, there's going to be riots and there's going to be, you know, fights and everything else. But to be honest, that was the safest gig and show that happened with the fair. And so but, you know, I told um, uh, the police chief, gosh, can you imagine? if Metallica comes in, you know, or can you imagine, and I, man, I, I mentioned Lama God, I'm a big fan of Lama God, and I told this president, Nez, and I don't know, you know, I did, we had a meeting in Through Chapter this past Tuesday, and um, I said, Nez, we, we need to get Lama God, and uh, he just looked at me, I don't know if he knows who they are, but, you know, and, uh, but I will keep working at it, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: No, that's, that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, I looked, you know, before I kind of talked to bands here, I kind of looked back on the bands, like social media page, like, uh, Facebook and Instagram, but mm-hmm. yeah, got I got on some pretty, um, you know, got we were part of some pretty big shows like the devil driver show and the, uh, I believe, um, was it alien weaponry as well?
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, that, a- that was another big one too that was really neat. And, you know, of course the band were, was featured in magazine and, you know, and, and I just want to mention, as always, I tell Darius and the boys, you know, we I mean, I heard Darius say this, that it's about the music is true. I mean, we're not about, you know, about saying who's better than who and whatnot. It's just, you know, keeping, keeping the music alive, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of the late Ronnie James Deal. And, and i remember in an interview they, he said that just you know just keep metal going and that's what i keep you know i i tell darius and and davy um david you know that that's 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 what it's all about but of course you know you you come on these gigs and and you get guys that you know try to act bad if you will but you know when and we try not to go that route big times you know everybody's good you know and and so as long as we keep metal alive (laughs) is a way i think so
0: yeah no i i agree i think like things like you know like alcoholism and drug use um you know if if a band like is openly like you know showing that yeah that you know they're a drinking band or like you know they you know smoke weed or something i'm kind of turned off Mm -hmm. by them but uh, i really kind of like that testify really pushes the message of you know just positivity and you know, embracing music as an outlet to kinda help um especially a lot of the the things that the Navajo nation faces like alcoholism and like depression and just mm-hmm. you know uh I think yeah. that's kind of cool that Testify has been able to um put that out there so that you know we can try to go against those stereotypes.
3: Um but um Yeah I it's you know I mean a lot of i think you know i talk to my wife a lot and it, it, i'm just so thankful that these younger bands i don't like it you know when <laughs> i'm being called pops or you know but that's fine but some of these band members younger bands would call my wife and i for you know help um some are facing alcoholism some are facing drug problems and we try to encourage them to get off of that and you know just move forward so yes you know that's that's um we we just got to keep going you know and 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 trying to help one another out and moving forward
0: yeah um kind of got a little sidetracked there but um did you say uh david were you able to get that uh get a hold of that rose metal book and just kind of i was interested in hearing your thoughts if you're able to
4: Uh, I actually heard about that book when I saw your uh, story on Instagram and I honestly didn't know it was a book, like it was released this past October. At first we thought it was going to be a, a documentary. Then I just kind of did some more research on it and saw the index. And I thought it was, you know, really good what Ash wanted to accomplish. And I think he did just by showing that there are Native Americans still around and we're not just a stereotype. of uh, we don't live in teepees or any of that, but we do, uh, live in today's society and we do play, uh, music. And I think, uh, metal, uh, has reached out to a lot of people throughout the, the world and Pretty much you know that's my thoughts on the book
0: yeah uh, I'm curious uh, i guess um ha- do you do you feel like the term res metal is like uh, something that will limit a ban or or do you think it's kind of it's its own genre
2: that you know people can embrace
4: uh, I think that's uh res metal since there are a lot of bands on the res they play different types of genres of metal whether it's thrash or deathcore it's more like a i guess like a lifestyle kind of like a shock metal like with kiss alice cooper kind of stage presence but for res metal it's more like playing on the res and each show we have to travel i mean like closest venues is like what 20 miles away and the long, the longest venue I ever played at I was like six hours away. So I guess my point of view on res metal, it's more of a, a lifestyle than a genre of music. Oh, that's that's a good way to put it.
0: Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, getting a booking and performing shows on the reservations can be uh, uh, can be difficult. I mean, just yeah, considering the distance and uh, lack of like, you know, proper venues. Um, uh, and then, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the, um, kind of like non, uh, metal fans still kind of see it as like, uh, you know, like a stereotypical, like people trying to, you know, get in trouble, but yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, for sure. I do agree that it is like a lifestyle, a way of playing, um, music um kind of going going back to the band um like how were how was taste testify able to like um build a following and get get those er- shows um early on like on, like early into 2000 was it 2011 2012 um were you guys just kind of local or were were you able to just kind of utilize social media and um kind of get a following that way I guess, I guess darius you're a good person to answer
1: um yeah when we started the group you know we already kind of had contacts from when um we were with shadow remain so you know we, we still kept those contacts um i give a lot of credit to underworld productions uh Willie- he, he was the one that brought a lot of bands through uh gemini syndrome uh, in this moment uh, wayne static and you know so on and so forth um you know and he, he kind of he did you know open the door for us you know i remember uh texting him in high school when i was supposed to be in class but you know saying hey you know i i got a group and if there's any shows that you can put us on you know we appreciate it you know and, you know, he he was booking shows out of the Juggernaut when it used to be, um, when the Juggernaut was right by Gallup Independent. And uh, he gave us our first gig. We opened up for, I think it was Scattered Hamlet, which was like, cause they're like a Southern uh, rock band. And, you know, and that, was, that was awesome. You know, I, I'll, I'll always remember that. And then um, from there, you know, he, he would he was fair to everyone because he would book uh, different bands, different times. You know, it wasn't the same band every show, and um, you know we we just performed and you know put our name out there, put our, our word out there, and and then um, you know to me it was just getting a hold of every promoter within the area and trying to um, you know like you said build a following and. You know, we we I got in touch with Brian from uh, Farmington, and he uh, used to handle MB Entertainment, and um, you know he gave us our first show at Top Deck, um, gosh, like 2016, and you know that was pretty awesome. Show. And he he used to host the Four Corners Metal Fest, which was an all-day festival, and um, you know when we first got put on that bill, you know that was that was pretty awesome. And you know, it was just to me it was pushing for shows. The more shows, you know, the more following we'll get. And um unfortunately, you know, Will Willy Willy, we call him Willie, um from Underworld Productions, you know, he st- um stopped doing shows and you know, and he he always put everyone in check, you know, and no rock stars attitude, you know. He wouldn't tolerate that. I mean, if you showed up with a rock star attitude, thinking that you're going to run the show, I mean, he would, he would tell you off right there and right then and there. And um, you know, and you know, funny thing is that he was really strict with um, you know set changes between bands. So you know, uh, 15 minutes is all you got. Other than if you take longer than 15 minutes, then you're cutting into your set time. So. I remember you know uh, his messages would say uh get your symbols on your stands guitar players get your cables ready tune up you know the stage is not the sound check is not meant for setting up one thing at a time <laughs> you know sound check is to check all the instruments you know through the pa that's what it's there for so you know i give a lot of credit to him for teaching us and showing us you know how to be professional and when we go to when we do shows like in launch pad or um in phoenix or wherever you know we we still carry those teachings that he gave us and um you know it's that's pretty much where you know how it came about and social media wise you know uh facebook instagram you know that's we we just promote ourselves to the best we can and um you know david he handles all that and you know he does a really pretty good job with you know keeping it updated and um just even like sharing um you know previous concert photos or what whatnot you know we we still want our fans to know that we're still here and we're still active.
0: Nice. Yeah I um I agree. I think the social media aspect of um uh, promoting a band's like been like really beneficial for for a lot of up and coming bands. Um also I think just um just having music readily available um uh I, I mean I'm a big time like uh like cd collector i I mean i'd still buy like physical physical uh uh, music so yeah i definitely want to try to get a hold of some of uh testify albums um so correct me if i'm wrong are there two uh testify albums
1: um yeah we we got uh codes of honor was our first record that we put out and, um, uh, the second one was with David as, um, a newbie to the group. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of that record, which is rise above. And, uh, that's our latest one right there. Yeah. No, I know I um, third record. Uh, oh yeah. Is there a
0: third one in the works?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we, I think it was, we kept telling ourselves, you know, by the end of this year, we're gonna put this new record out by the end of the year, by the end of the year. And we just became so attached to doing shows to where we didn't have that time to, you know, actually um, get together and and uh, work on new material. So now that, you know, with the quarantine and COVID and all, that's all we've been doing is just writing. And um, when David and I got our first, or actually when, um, David, my dad, and I got our vaccines, you know, we started getting together more um, in person to start writing together. So um, right now we got uh, two songs, actually four songs, you know, that um, are, are ready. All we need to do is just record and, you know, thankfully, fortunately, we saved enough money to get um, our own recording material to where we don't have to spend so much money going into the studio. So, we got the place for it, you know, we got the equipment, so now it's just a matter of you know, setting up a time to record everything. Nice.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I actually I really want to get a hold of some of your uh, music um you know, unfortunately, I was living away from the reservation for a while, so I wasn't able to <clears throat> get get a hold of some, but, um, whenever you guys have some available, I'm going to definitely, uh, grab, um, grab some of the music on CD. I, I, uh, I, yeah, I really like seeing all the, the bands on the res just kind of help, help each, help each other, help one another. Um, and I, I know you play with, uh, born of winter Darius and, um, uh, David, you have another band, right called, um, Rager uh, is that like your uh, project or is
4: that like kind of something that you help out with? Uh, it's just something I've been helping out with. Uh, it just started as me, uh, being a roadie for them and the guitar player, Ray, he asked me if I wanted to help out on guitar and I said I would. So he started teaching me the songs and lately they've been, uh, including me into their new songs and that's how that's been going, but that's how we're, uh, basis Ruben. That's his uh, main band before he jumped on testify.
0: Oh, nice. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I, I really like seeing that. Like the bands are just kind of helping one another and there's no, um, like, I don't really notice that there's any like, uh competition where one's trying to put one over, uh, the other. So, um, yeah yeah it's really cool, especially seeing like the the bands do shows together um like that uh, uh reservation slaughter uh oh yeah it was um uh, i believe it was a two thousand
4: fourteen and two thousand sixteen um uh, the first one was in twenty twelve okay uh, i wasn't in the band yet but both twenty 20- 14 and 2016 was the one I was, was when I joined the band. Okay. Uh,
0: was that one, was that, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't around to see the reservation spotter shows, but it sounded like it was kind of like complete, uh, a really like DIY, uh, you know, event that was put on for, um, specifically to, you know, go to smaller areas that, you know, places that don't get a whole lot of shows was a uh, um, testify. Were you guys like the ones kind of in charge of booking those, or was there like a uh, another person that was kind of overseeing the whole uh, reservation slaughter um, shows?
1: Um, the way that the tour the tour was just an idea mainly between um, my dad and Earl, who manages uh, Born in Winter and you know it was pretty much their idea to start with and then you know we the first tour that you know david mentioned was in i totally forgot about that it was 2012 and it was a tour um you know just something basic to start off with four dates and see david knows more of the history than i do (laughs) which is pretty crazy but, um, you know, it was four dates and, um, it turned out good. We had ruction on that show or on that bill ruction, War, Motor, uh, testify and born in winter as the first four. And then when the second tour came around, we changed things up. David joined the group and, um, we had an idea to where let's do more dates and let's also add in a local band to where they'll open the tour or they'll open the show wherever in that area. So for example, uh, when we did Winder rock, um, um, Chief opened that show. So we were, you know, we were giving that, um, chance for the local bands within that area, wherever we were playing to open the show. And uh, you mentioned DIY and yeah, majority of it was DIY. Um, bringing our own pa system running the sound ourselves Uh, very few shows we had uh, willie from underworld productions provide sound and um you know lights earl would bring his lights and you know um, my dad has a generator we would use a generator and it was a lot of work it was really a lot of work you know set up the pa get the bands all in order uh, set times, you know, if there was a, a, indoor venue, getting door fees, all situated, you know, it was, it was a lot of work and, you know, uh I give, I give David, you know, a lot of credit for helping me out. Cause you know, I was the one running the sound for everyone on, um, on top of that, you know, doing my own, doing our own set. And, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of work and initially we, um, funded ourselves it it was all self-funded um no sponsorship or no help from anyone else other than the band and the cool thing about it was we actually had our own t-shirts our own reservation slaughter made t-shirts um tour shirts and that helped out with you know funding to where at the end of each night whatever we made off of merch we would split that between the four bands for fuel or food or whatever they would need it for and that's how we would pretty much get to the next show. So, um, it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, cookouts, the, you know, there was, you know, yeah, just hanging out with uh, other, other bands and, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a lot of work, but it was fun.
0: It's <laughs> pretty awesome. I, um, yeah, I definitely hope there, I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever talked about it, but it'd be nice to see it happen again, especially now that the um pandemic's kind of slowing down but um yeah that'd be uh that'd be awesome i mean it'd be good to especially just to see new bands too like um um yeah i mean i know a lot of the bands have been around and um i just you know just hopefully that you know there's a future uh for uh the you know res metal um you know just to keep keep uh the tradition going um and then uh i had one quick question just um i know you guys are kind of all kind of kind of have your own personal lives but um um especially with uh edmund you know doing his duty as the uh council uh delegate but like how do you guys like prioritize like your you know your your time away from the band to like you know like being in Testify. Um we'd start with you, Edmund, because I know you, you got a pretty big uh pretty big role with the tribe.
3: Well, um, as far as time wise with the guys and the band, you know, with all them shows that that Darius mentioned, um, I was just thankful that I had a chance that I could make these gigs and shows. Um it took a lot of communication um, between us and my work. And, um, and most of my members at my chapters, um, they know I play in my son's band and, you know, and, um, so, um, they understand, they, they know, and, um, I just, you know, they know that, um, my love there for, you know, the music area is, is, is strong. So, um, but we're looking forward um, you know, this, once the numbers go down some more. I'm pretty sure, you know, gigs and shows will start back up again. Um, we do kind of miss that, you know, it's, it's kind of, um, but there's something that is a big change. Well, for me, it is, you know, this um, last year I, I became a grandfather, a Nully and, um, and his name is Iren Edgar Yazzie. And, um, you know, when I hold him (laughs) and I tap my feet, like I'm playing the double bass, he really shows interest. And we bought him a little drum toy and he crawls there and starts beating on that drum. So I told Darius, you know, might be retiring pretty soon and let Zai, you know, take over with the drums, you know, but that's a big change, a good change for us. Um, so, um, I'm not retiring now, not yet. i uh, still got, you know, quite a ways to go, even though the boys' music is so, you know, um, pretty intense. But um, so that's how, you know, my time is. And I got two more years on the council, well, actually less than two years. And I got other goals that I want to reach. But I think the time will, for music will still be there.
2: Uh, how about you David? like how do you like prioritize your
0: time between the two bands and also just like things you gotta take care of personally is it do you kind of have to um you know do you ever have situations where something or you know your your two bands
4: kinda conflict in terms of schedule or anything like that yeah uh, <clears throat> uh I've been pretty fortunate on like band practices, usually Testify would have practice on the weekdays and Ray Uren would want to have practice on weekends. And I think only once where uh, both bands had a show on the same day, but I made it very clear to both Darius and uh, Ray, my other guitar player, that Testify is my main priority. And in the past, uh, with, uh, work, I've been pretty fortunate to work, uh, Monday through Fridays and, and, uh, I know, uh, I believe a couple years ago, I was working out in Kansas for about six months and, uh, Darius was very understanding about, uh, about that. And we got help from Nick from Board Winter. To be filling in for me for the for the shows that I have missed and and now that the ice pandemic is uh, slowing down uh hopefully you know things work out between the the two bands to where I can play with both
0: How about you Darius i know you you mentioned that you recently had a had a son or have a son and now kind of have another responsibility um um but um like you know i guess in terms of the future for testify um will will be to um you know just play shows um again locally or maybe to even try to get uh testify to expand more as far as um playing shows nationally
1: yeah well um you know my son my son and i you know we're I'm, I'm very, you know, blessed to, to have him and he just turned one, uh, back in April and, um, you know, and it's just awesome feeling to have a, a new addition to the family. You know, it's a lot of, resp- it is a lot of responsibility and, uh, it's funny because in my living room, you know, as you can see behind me, I got my guitars hanging up, um, you know, he, he takes a lot of interest in that, you know, he likes to try to grab and touch them and, you know, he just stares at them. And, you know, when Zyron first came, I remember telling David, um, you know, Ruben and my dad that, you know, don't worry. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm testify is still going to keep going. You know, I, I, music is, is, is you know just a big part of me to where I ca- I just can't stop, and you know I I know some people you know they they give that up for their their child or you know for their little one which is understandable, you know um, of course you would want what's best for your family, but you know, uh, uh, Candice, you know to where she would um, tell me to keep going, you know with what with what I want to do. And, you know, the way I see it is, you know, with, with Zyron being here as my child, you know, I would want to show him, you know, I would want to teach him, you know, if he takes up that, um, interest in music, of course, you know, I'm going to support him and be there for him. Um, you know, and and I've seen, I've seen, you know, other musicians in the area to where they, they can balance it out with having a family and with you know being on the road as well um you know it's just it's just a matter of knowing what's priority and and being responsible is how i can put it um you know i also work at a school i'm a a pe teacher at our local school here and i also am a bus driver um so you know the the mornings is, is killer especially after the show um, there's been a few times we did a show on a weekday and I would have to get up at 4:30 that morning to get the bus and pick up the kids, you know, and it's just, sometimes it's brutal and, um, you know, and the crazy thing is, you know, I, I was surprised by this, um, this week I had a student, uh, cause we just started summer school I had a student and he's in third grade. I think he is or second grade. I, I can't remember, but he came up to me and, um, he goes, Mr. Yazzie, he goes, I have a new favorite band, he said. And uh, and I, I was thinking, you know, he's going to say, um, you know, Imagine Dragons or something like that. And I told him, I was really? I said, well, who is it? He goes, it's Testify, he said. <laughs> I, I kind of like looked at him and I said, well, how, how do you know about that? Because, you know, I don't tell the kids, oh, this is what I do on the weekends, you know. Home. You know, I, I try to keep that to myself. And he goes, I my dad heard you on Sirius XM is what he said and he goes i know that guy he goes i told my dad that's my teacher that's my bus driver he said and um so i was like oh man you know the secret's out um with the students but you know i'm, I'm cool with that and so you know it, it's an awful feeling to know that you know we're, in, we're inspiring the young ones you know and um you know it i'm Glad to have, you know, David and my dad and Reuben to where we can all be on the same page with um, responsibilities, you know. And as in terms of Born & Winter, you know, like the last time that we talked was, you know, I made it clear to Malcolm and Nick from Born & Winter you know, that testify is my priority. And, you know, of course, when they, they respect that, which is cool. You know, and we, we were all in agreement. So everything everything works out perfect
0: awesome yeah that, that's good to see uh it's good to hear that you know people are younger people are hearing about testify there's been a lot of uh really good coverage for testify i noticed like on um yeah like serious xm and then i know there was an article from the uh new york times and um uh i, I believe like metal injection um mentioned testify um so it sounds like yeah the you know just the uh, Navajo uh, uh, nation uh, metal scene is just getting recognized more and more. So um, I, yeah, I just hope that in the future, um, you know, uh, one of the bands can kind of break out and, but um, I don't know. I'm just curious to think, I'm just curious to um, hear, like, what, how do you think that that can happen? Like, you know, how do you think we can get like uh, one of the bands to just break through to, You know become a national
1: band man i think you know it was i feel like it's almost there you know it's almost ready to happen um when we started getting more recognized not you know just testify but you know the bands around the area uh, revolver magazine you know they they did a special with uh, mutilated tyrant and um you know they featured um who you know just so many other bands but you know i i feel like we're just right there and it's only a matter of time you know to where a record label is going to say hey you know what let's let's pick up these guys let's take them on the road you know there's yeah a lot of bands you know ginger um you know devil driver uh, alien weaponry and you know It's bound to happen soon uh, with as much uh, as much exposure as happening with, you know, being featured on liquid metal on Sirius XM, uh, being put on Revolver magazine and, you know, New York Times. And it's just a matter of time that something happens and whoever it may be, you know, I hope they represent us well and, um, you know, and. Well, it's going to be a proud moment when that happens because you know finally a native american blooded band will be upon a label you know and who knows you know playing at you know just all these crazy festivals overseas and whatnot so you know i i hope it happens and i feel like i feel really strong it's going to happen soon
0: yeah i agree i mean i know um i'd say out of the all the bands i know i don't conform has really been um kind of uh, ahead as far as you know getting coverage so if, if it's you know if it's you guys or if it's somebody else really i just hope that yeah it happens you know sometime soon um but yeah i think uh, edmund you know you're right about bringing national uh acts you know locally to you know help kind of, you know, spread the word or at least, you know, get in their ears so that they can, you know, pass it on to whoever makes those decisions. But um yeah, I really uh really appreciate the the work that you've been doing. Um you know you're actually the first uh delegate I've ever spoken to Edmund so that's Oh really well cool. yeah I've never <laughs> actually spoken to delegates. I always feel like they're they're you know um you know, pretty far ahead of me. And I, I don't know. So it was cool that you're able to take some time and, uh, talk with me.
3: No, my, um, late dad always told me, you know, don't think that you're above anybody else, you know, you're just a simple man. So that's what I believe in. So.
0: Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm, um, kind of close to my, uh, uh, close to the end of my interview, but, um, was there any, like, you know, any, you anyone you want to recognize or or shout out uh, before I, um, before I stop the interview? Um, I guess I don't know. Edmund, is there any like, um, yeah, bands or anyone you want to just recognize or shout out?
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, to you, you know, and you know, for getting this uh, interview up and going, um, you know, my family, um, of course, my wife, Ray Dean. Um, and, and, you know, being a support for Darius and myself still playing, and then I have another, uh, my daughter. But it's all, you know, to everyone out there that's just trying to keep the, the music sector going. And so, um, you know, shout outs, you know, to, is to everyone. Um, not, I don't have anyone in particular, but, you know, I have, like I said, in, in the percussion, the drums area, uh, have goals and hopefully within this year, next year, um, I'll have that, um, accomplished. So, um, thank you for allowing us to, um, be on the air and, and, um, and to all our listeners, um, tomorrow's father's day. So happy father's day to all the fathers out there. And so that, that would be what I would, um, have to say.
0: Oh, thank you. Hello. Mm-hmm. How about you david uh, anyone you want to like just you know recognize or any
4: any bands that you know you want to recognize uh top of my head probably our bros and uh alchemy from pinon arizona uh obsolete and kienta and another another older band uh i don't think they uh play anymore from what i seen but inside from Farmington and those are just a few on top of my head.
0: Yeah. How about you Darius? Any, um, shout outs or bands you want to recognize or, you know, just people that people should check out or, or, you know, just anyone you want to recognize.
1: Um, yeah, you know, of course I want to give credit to, um, my bandmates, everyone. And, um, you know, my wife, Candace, my son iron, even my uh, my brother-in-law, Logan, who lives with us, with uh, helping me out on the road and, you know, getting the gear off and on the stage and, you know, we we all, it's a big family deal that we make out of it. Um, of course, my, my parents, my dad, my mom, you know, and uh, my sister, my little sister. And, um, and, and in terms of bands, you know, I, like David was mentioning um, Alchemy from Arizona. Obsolete, porno, um, winter. You know, ethnic degeneration, and man, there's just so many bands you know that people can check out now. Everyone's getting on um, Spotify and iTunes, so it's a little bit easier to you know uh, hear music that way. We're in the process. i have actually got my laptop uh, going right next to me when I'm trying to get the uh, both albums uploaded to iTunes and Spotify. So, you know, we can can finally get that going. (laughs) And, um, you know, but yeah, you know, there's just a lot of bands out there. The newer bands, you know, uh, Condemn the World. They're they're also, um, you know, a new, younger band. And I hope that they're still, you know, continuing with their their music. Um, You know, just a lot of people that comes to mind. But that's just who I can think of offhand. You know, Warmer from Gallup. Uh, you know, just there's a lot, there's, there's a lot I could, you know, I can, mention, but, you know, just a big shout out to everyone, the fans, you know, who supported us and, um, you know, the promoters, you know, um, interviewers, you know, such as yourself, you know, I think we, we really wouldn't be where we are with, if it wasn't for you guys, you know, um, putting our, our name out there and, um, you know, giving us the opportunities to play shows. So, you know, I I give a lot of credit to everyone, you know, that that's helped us along the way and we're just getting started, you know, and I'm curious to see where we'll be five, 10 years from now. So, you know, I just want to say thank you to everyone for that.
0: Yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks again for letting me do this. Um, Yeah. Calvin.
3: Yeah. Hey, this is Edmund again. I, I got one shout out. Sure. If I may, um, young gentleman from Zuni who's been with us, gosh, ever since we started, um, always go to our, he's always, you know, been to our shows and, um, and that's Kevin Iracho. a big Calvin. shout out to, um, you know, to, 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 uh, to Mr. Irocho from Zuni. He's still on our page and he's still following us. So I think that's cool.
1: Nice. Yeah. His name is actually, um, Calvin. Calvin, yeah, his yeah, his actual name is Calvin. Calvin yeah, and Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you for
3: correcting me. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was my talk with Testify members Darius and Edmynazi, and David Kinsel. Be sure to see Testify live on July 10th at Juggernaut in New Mexico. They'll be playing with a lot of bands at the 710 Alien Fests. Also, check out Testify online, you know, YouTube, Reverb Nation. Uh, So, yeah, that was really fun. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'll be playing two songs from Testify now. And the songs are called uh, Live for Something, Die for Nothing, and Tears of Pain. Yeah, again, thanks, everyone, uh, for listening. Uh, Be safe. Take care.